CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Stepping up, stepping up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him. He's a little twerp. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. This week, we sit down with Real Housewives of New York star Heather Thompson, who returned to the show and talked all about her feud with Leah, who she still keeps in touch with, and if she would ever make a full-time return. The New York housewives are kind of, they're always single, which, you know, it's kind of odd for the housewives franchise. Um, So you kind of escaped that reality TV marriage curse. How did you get through that? How did you and your husband get through that? And why do you think all the New York ladies are always single? (laughs) Yeah, well, when I was on the show, they weren't, you know what I mean? Luann was with Jacques, you know, Sonia was single, but she was dating Harry and, you know, she had guys around and um, Ramona was married to Mario and Kristen and Josh were married. So, and Aviva and Reed were married. So when I was on the show, we were actually, you know, more the popular side, the married side. And then slowly, obviously, some marriages fell apart and that sort of thing. And now they're all single. Um, so, you know, reality television, it's, it, it is a grind. You know, it's a tough environment. You know, sometimes people think you only work for a few months, and then it's over. And it's not. It's a full-time job. It's always rolling. And marriage is difficult. Everybody knows that. And anyone says, oh, it's so wonderful. It's not because when you're in love, it's one thing. But then when you have dependence on someone else, now I'm dependent on you and you're dependent on me, it changes the dynamic. And it's a difficult dynamic. And so some marriages make it and some marriages don't. I just think the difference is for reality TV, they're under the microscope. They see it. There's a lot of divorce. I mean, it's a 50% or plus divorce rate in the country, 50% of those divorces are now uh, driven by the female in the marriage. So I think that just under the microscope of reality television, it looks like it's a problem for that. But I think just generally speaking, it's just you're seeing the reality of the divorce rate in the country. Definitely. Um, That's so true. Do you follow any of the other franchises like Melissa and Joe having issue marriage issues on Jersey right now? 
No, I, I don't. I did watch, um, I did watch some of Salt Lake City this season. Um, I was interested um, to see, I actually was going on Watch What Happens Live during the pandemic and they wanted me to watch a couple Watch What Happens Lives, but I misunderstood and I watched some Housewives, <laughs> which was really fun. So Ellen and I watched Salt Lake City for a little bit and I saw Meredith having some marriage problems on the show. And, you know, I thought it was, listen, to launch into a reality show when you know that there's some, you know, turbulence in your relationship is a very brave move. So I only wish Melissa and Joe and everybody the best. You know, it's a, it's a long run marriage and uh you know being together is not always easy but sometimes it's harder to actually stay together than it is to break up so i hope everybody puts their last efforts in to hold it together but there is life after marriage too so there is you mentioned that ella watched salt lake with you did have your kids ever watched your episodes of roni so um when i was um talking to bravo about coming back to the show Jack's, they've seen little, they were very small, you know, so they've seen some uh, episodes where they were in them. Um, but now Jack's with me thinking about going back. It was a family decision. He wanted to watch some in New York and, um, we opened up a, a New York show and it was, um, a scene with the cheeky torches being thrown with the naked ladies. Quite and a boob. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have a 16 year old son and he like looked at me like side eyed and he was like, you're going to do that. You want to do that? And I said, no, that's not what I want to do. And I would, you know, that's not who I am, but he was a little bit trepidatious about it. So, um, Ella, on the other hand, uh, you know, wasn't, was a little less nervous about it. She knew I was, you know, as a girl, she knew I was not going to take off my shirt on TV. You know what I mean? So, um, they did watch it and we made a family decision for me to go back. And then when I talked about the weekend, um, we all decided that it was a good family decision for me not to go back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll get into that. Definitely. Getting into the season a little bit, you know, were you expecting, you didn't have the warmest welcome back. Were you expecting that? <laughs> Were you ready? No, for that? no, I wasn't. I really wasn't. I mean, if they wanted to talk about the podcast, it wasn't like a huge secret. You know what I mean? Um, that I was on the podcast and that I was telling these stories and that it had gotten back to the women. It wasn't. It wasn't a big secret. But so much time had gone by that I didn't. I definitely didn't expect it to be made this big storyline that it was made. And, you know, I was very surprised about the, the fourth wall side of things, like reading sensational headlines on the show, which, you know, didn't really have the, the headline said one thing. But then when you read the copy, the body of the article, which we all know, it doesn't really totally ever back that sensation with receipts. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was surprised about that, that I had to, and that they kept saying, don't talk about me in the press. Don't talk about it. It's not the press. It was my podcast. Right. So it's, you know, it's not really about what's on the show. It's about what's left off the show that yeah. I found, you know, some of the conversations that were had around the podcast when I watched the edit aren't in it, yeah. but um, I, it was fine. You know, I, mm -hmm. I felt like I stood my ground on it and I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of, you know, air in the, in the sales of the argument. Yeah. Um, and I would say all of those things that I said on the podcast, first of all, played out on a reality show six, seven years ago, there was nothing that was new news. Right. And then we were just recounting it, Carol and I together. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was also a double standard to me because Luann, as we all know, had this very successful cabaret tour that she went on mm -hmm. and it was literally written in the script for docking me and Carol and, you know, saying bad things about us. I mean, it was in the script because it wasn't just one show. It was like 15 right. shows. Right. It happened. 
So Luann didn't care about the podcast at all. Yeah. You know, it wasn't Leah's fight, but she made it her fight and unfortunately, you know, blew it out of proportion. Right. Did you ever go see the cabaret? No, I never did. I never did. But I heard I got a lot of video clips from it from yeah. fans <laughs> when she was talking shit about Carol and I. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was real. I could throw some up on Instagram. <laughs> Definitely. Um, were you expecting, had you heard Leah had researched you or listened to your podcast? Like, had, were you expecting that at all from Leah going into Leah it? Leah never listened to my podcast. Okay. Yeah. She only read the headlines. Right. She, they never actually, no one at that table actually listened to the podcast. Yeah. So um, I knew she was going to gun for me. You know, I was given a heads up that she was gunning for me from one of the other women on the show. Um, and uh, I wasn't really that worried about it because I still to this day stand behind the podcast and everything that I have said about the franchise, my experience on the franchise, all the women on the franchise, the jokes that get fired at you on Watch What Happens Live and you have to quick fire responses. It's part of the show we're on. We're supposed to pick on each other a little bit. We're supposed, you know, that's kind yeah. of how it is. Am I supposed to go on and watch what happens? Like, oh, they're all wonderful. They're all honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to be honest. You know what I mean? My true experience, I'm going to share that one time I was at a dinner and Sonia left and didn't pay. So I'm like tipping. She sometimes, one time she didn't pay. And she'll remember that story. Yeah. It's not a bad, you know, Puffy did that once. You know what I mean? It's like, so I just think it's a little bit blown out of proportion on one level. And it's very double standardy. Yeah, you know what I mean. There was mentioned Ramona. What do you say? No, no. I said it. You know, it's so funny because Ramona's like at the in the scene. She was like, "Well, just don't talk about me. Don't talk nice (laughs) about me." (laughs) At the end of the day, don't say anything. Don't talk about me at all. And you know, Ramona and I have talked about each other in the press, and it's you know, it's the show. Yeah. I mean, it was in the news this week that the Beverly Hills Housewives, Lisa Rinna, didn't want Lisa Vanderpump to use her storyline or anything about her in her new spinoff show or mm-hmm. she be paid. What do you yeah. think about that? Because every, you guys all have your own businesses now. You have your own podcast, whether it's your cabaret, your podcast, you're going to talk about each other on those yeah. things. Like, do you agree with Lisa Rinna? Do you feel like she should be getting some kind of stipend from Lisa Vanderpump? Well, I'm not totally familiar with the story, but what you're just telling me, I mean, I certainly have an opinion. If you're on a reality show on one certain program platform with five or six women, and then they're off doing press and stuff, you're going to get talked about. We're talking about the women right now, right? But if you move to a whole nother show, you know, unless there's a set, like, you know, like Vanderpump Rules, I remember that show. Like the other women from the Housewives didn't come onto that show and they didn't get talked about on that show because it was a separate show. Right. right. So I would agree with Rinna on this one. Right. If Rinna's going to be brought into that show, she should be paid and contracted. I agree. I, I, I went through the whole thing yesterday and I decided Rinna. <laughs> Team Rinna. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with from the little I know that you just told me, I would say Team Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So... Let's talk a little bit about Leah. Let's get into Leah again. Um, she, were you as offended as Ramona was when she was talking about sex? Do you feel like she went overboard turning it on for the cameras? I know you mentioned she did turn it on for the cameras a bit. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, for, I mean, for sure, just because we would be talking and then the camera go on, it would be a different scenario. Um, but there, I think there's a line that gets crossed. Do you know what I mean? I am very much about individuality and letting people be who they are. 
And if, you know, I said it on the show, some, you know, exposing one's body, exposing, you know, that, that kind of talk empowers some people being buttoned up and, you know, a little bit more polite, someone would say empowers other people. I'm not going to judge that, but I do, I would say it was uncomfortable for me being a mother do you know what I mean? Where she crossed the line saying what a man's worth is. And I think we all remember that a man ain't worth anything unless he eats something. Mm-hmm. You know, that was really yeah. cringe. That was that crossed the line for me on so many levels because, you know, I would never um, diminish a man to that. Mm-hmm. And so I just I was offended on it from for, you know, different levels. And I, you know, my kids faces like flashed in front of me sitting yeah. at that table. So I, you know, that to me crossed a little bit, you know, was a little vulgar, but you know, and I don't like, I don't like to talk WA. I don't, I, it's just not what I talk about. You know, I swear like a sailor, I have a potty mouth. I say the F word all the time. You know, you guys heard me swear. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I'm not offended by that type of talk. And I don't think people should be. However, if I'm in a, in a room of people and they're like, Oh, my, I grew up in a house and my mother, we get that word. It just sends chills through my spine. I would refrain from using it. You know, it, it, when I'm in mixed company, I try to judge the crowd, so to speak. And I think if, you know, you know, you're making someone uncomfortable, you know, maybe you can pivot, but also that person that you're making uncomfortable also could try to pivot. There's always cooperation to be had. There's always a way to meet in the middle. Yeah. Do you feel like since Tinsley left the show and Leah was originally Tinsley's friend, do you think there's an age gap that kind of is hard to get past with the ladies and Leah, or do you think it has nothing to do with age? I don't think it has anything to do with age. I think it's purely style. Yeah. Just how she is. Yeah. So we see that next week she calls you a Karen. Can you tease anything about that scene? What caused that big fight? And I think after that you you decide to leave the show. So what can you? Yeah, after the whole weekend in totality. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? I mean I don't know what exactly what happened. We see it in the preview. You know, Ebony tells her that we were having a discussion about the importance of voting, and we both shared. I, I never use the words that I think it's irresponsible. I didn't use those words, but ultimately that's how I feel. I feel um, it's a privilege in this country to vote. I think people have died for our right to vote and it shouldn't be taken lightly. And that is my opinion. I'm entitled to it. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't even get it work. I couldn't even get a word in edgewise, you know, on the show. I was shut up. I was, you know, just, I was bound and hung by her. Like I say, you know, before I even got there. Um, she mentioned something and we're sitting on the beach and I I can't even, I'm not even, I don't even have a chance to say something. And she puts her hand in my face and says, don't be so righteous. So again, it's, there's a lot left out in that scene that she called me. There's a lot more that she called me in that scene, not just a Karen. That was mild. Wow. Um, But you know, a Karen, most of the people that are in the circles I run in it just say white supremacist. You know, why cover it up with some right. moniker that's like, you know, hurting all the Karens and it's so terrible, mm-hmm. you know, if that's what she called me. And so I, it's not at all who or what I am. And there was no uh, receipts for it. There was no substance to it. So it's just outlandish. Were those comments ultimately what kind of led you to an exit of the show again? It was the whole weekend. The whole weekend. You know, it was, it was the whole weekend. It was like... I had been on the show and I had come back year over year doing cameos and I had relationships with the women on the show. 
I didn't really have a relationship with Luann after the show, which I, I've talked about. I didn't really have a relationship with Sona after, Sonia after the show, which I talked about. But if I saw them on a red carpet or if I was at Dorinda's house, it was warm. Yeah. And it was, it, we had a relationship. Even Sonia on the show and Leah is trying to set me up that, you know, that I've talked bad about them. Sonia goes, Heather? Because of course she was surprised. I didn't talk about her. I didn't even know Sonia had a facelift. I said, I liked her old face <laughs> on a positive way, not a negative yeah. way. But, you know, Leah put it through the grinder, you know, the housewives grinder and grinds out, you know, just an untruth. And then calls me someone who shames people for having plastic surgery. I, if Sonia wants to have seven jobs of plastic surgery, I do not care. That's up to her. Yeah. You know, when asked by Andy what do you think of Sonia's new face? I didn't know she had a facelift. I said, I like the old face. Right. And by the way, I still like the old face and I like the new face. And it's most important that Sonia is happy. Yes. People are now saying that perhaps Leah was going through some kind of mental health struggle while you guys were on that trip. And is that her like problem or is it something that you guys should have let her be? I don't know in what way. Everybody was very, so, I mean, she, again, it's not what's on the show. It's what's not on the show. Yeah. She left the art scene when we were uh, all painting and was in on the couch crying. We were all around her. There's a bigger moment of the women talking to her and um, that's not shown. So I, I didn't see any, I didn't see a lack of support. Okay. Um, you know, she's, I said, why don't you go? And she, you know, she said, because I, I, you know, I have to work. And I said, there's no contract in the entire world that would keep you from. So yeah. I didn't see, I, I didn't see that at all. I, there's yeah. no evidence of that on any level at all, other than her continually saying on the show, I'm not myself because my grandmother's sick. Yeah. But my father, just to remind everybody, died when I first started the season. He died like two days before I started filming. And I'm in a scene with Luann at Sonia's house. Mm -hmm. And she asked me about my dad. And I was like, oh my God, it's so funny. My dad just passed. And she said, oh, I just recently lost my father too. And we had this really nice moment about it. But on the show, the talking head was not exactly cocktail conversation, darling. Yeah. You know, but I didn't go into Sonia's house and, you know, start to throw things at people and throw tantrums because my dad had just died. I was, you know... A, I, I didn't, I didn't project that on other people, yeah. my pain. I just stayed there. I shared my story with Luann. I got a little housewife hit for it, which was yeah. funny. It, it did make my stomach flip when I watched the show. Cause I had just, it was painful, but that is the show. Yeah. You know, some of those things I don't mind. They, they make you, you know, some people laughed about that. And so that's what the show is there for to entertain. Yeah. And in some ways, when you were going through such a hard time, in some ways it might've been nice to have something to do and people to see and people to be surrounded by in that kind of atmosphere. I mean, it's all individual, but that wasn't, she was not, you know, I mean, she was having fun. Yeah. She did have fun, but then there was sadness and then there was, you know, it was a, a mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get into um, Ebony and Luann's big fight this past week about being educated. Um, what did you think about that? I know you kept saying in the, in the moment that you, no one was listening to each other and it was just That's kind right. of chaos. So right. looking back now, watching it back, what did you think? Were you on someone's side? Well, I was on Ebony's side. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really like to pick sides. I think at the, initially I stand by what I said. Nobody was listening to each other. No one was actually listening to the words that were coming out of their mouth. Immediately, we were going toward a trajectory of something negative. 
Yeah. And, you know, what Luann was saying was because of Ramona's Catholic upbringing, being having to go to Catholic school and things like that, that maybe her style versus someone, you know, born and raised in Queens or I don't, you know, was different. That's what Luann was really trying to say. But Luann should know better based on where we are today and based on what her experiences have been, you know, showing up in blackface, these sort of things, mm -hmm. to have sensitivities toward a trigger word, which is calling a black woman angry, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a double standard, which is, it's funny because at the beginning of the season, um, Ebony and Luann are having a scene together and Luann tells Ebony how eloquent she is. But when I compliment Ebony for really going out there in a very difficult scene, and by the way, I didn't see a camera in the room when it doesn't matter when I went yeah. to get my hand back, but I was being a, like very honest off camera. Like you did a really good job tonight, girl. Like that was not easy. And you were, you were really articulate in your communication of very difficult subject matter. But immediately I am accused of microaggressing her, which is couldn't be farther from the truth. And she knew I wasn't doing that. But there's a big double standard that I think we have to be careful of. Like, if you're going to own it, then own it, yeah. you know, and, and teach it. So that's what happened in the scene ultimately. And I was very happy with that. I mean, when, when Luann kicked her out and Ebony left, I mean, it was over cameras off, like emergency, urgency here. And, you know, so I did my best to explain to both sides, both of the women, you know, why this was bigger than us. This is bigger than you. This is bigger than you. This is bigger than us. Mm -hmm. Like we have a moment here. And so I implored Luann to take a moment with that. And I implored Ebony to take a moment with that. And then I stepped back Yeah. and they did, they did the work that you saw. Yeah. I'm assuming you saw Leah alluded to the fact that you used the word articulate and that it wasn't the right word is what she alluded to. What do yeah. you think about that? Did you think that word was offensive? Have you spoken to Ebony since? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a sensitive word and I know better. Mm -hmm. I do know better, but we also have to be not waiting for, to jump on people for everything. This is what's everyone's so afraid and in fear of saying or doing the wrong thing. Ebony knew exactly what I meant when I said it to her. I was proud for her. It wasn't an easy moment for her. It's not, you know, a black person's responsibility to keep explaining, you know, these sensitivities to yeah. white folks. Um, I knew, and she knew that we had a conversation about that. So um, that is why, you know, uh, Leah felt though she had a receipt to call me a Karen. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, a microaggression, what's it, you know, Ebony is saying like, that's white girl drunk. You know, I mean, we, ha there's yeah. like double standards. And so I think like, are you looking to cause a problem? Racism is steeped in intent. What is your intent? And I think if we start to really look at that, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that's really what we should be looking at. Intent. That's interesting. Um, I know, just to switch gears a little bit, you had lunch recently with Dorinda. You guys are good friends, right? Because you're both in the yeah. 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 How was that? Have you guys kind of bonded over leaving the show and moving on? Yeah, sure. Well, we're, we're friends and we support one another. You know, when Dorinda and I were on the show together, I mean, I was, you know, um, instrumental in, in having her come to the Housewives and be a part of the show. We had a relationship before that. We had homes close together. I love Dorinda Medley. 
She's a super person with a great heart. And, um, you know, we all have our, you know, flaws and nobody is perfect. And I don't cancel. I'm not into cancel culture. I'm not into canceling people, you know, because they don't fit into my, you know, box of what I think. We're all bio-individual. I love a dynamic group of people. And um, Dorinda is so much fun. She's so smart and intelligent. I love being with her. I love her perspectives on things. She's doing great. And yeah, we've kept up a relationship. Obviously, I came back on the show to her party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's been really supportive. Obviously, Carol and I are still very close. Kristen and I are very close. Aviva and I are very close. I'm friends with all the women, no matter what the drama on the show, the reality of our, of our hearts and and what our intent was together overcame all that stuff because it was silly. I, it made me grateful for the cast I had. Yeah, it's true though. I mean, I've watched since day one and I loved your cast because you could tell that you guys were true friends. You got into fights, but you were true friends. Yeah. Whether or not there was cameras there. Yeah. Um, I know you've probably gotten this question a hundred times this week, but would you do it again? Would you go back as a friend or a full-time housewife? I have zero regrets. I think it's the silliest emotion in life. And so I'm even glad I did this season. So I'm glad I went, you know, I, I made the decision that it wasn't the right fit, you know, and um, for me, I, I could have kept filming. You know, I, I absolutely could have kept filming. Um, I didn't, I, there was just a lot of things that I just weren't right for me. You know, Evan and Leah don't know each other. They, they're not friends. They, you know, this whole sistership, it's just, I don't, I wish that, I wish that there had been room to actually get to know people, you know, so because they had this allegiance or alliance that they were going to form and Leah was coming after me, then where does that put Ebony? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that that type of, you know, game playing is not really what's right for the show. It's a reality show. I want to, I want to be realistic. I wanted to really talk about what happened with Luann and I, and mm-hmm. you know, Luann would think we're just great friends. She's like, Oh, everything's fine with us, but I need to be around people and have them involved in my life to feel that, that we're friends. So we could have had conversations about that. I did. I just didn't get the, it was, it was a one-sided weekend and I didn't really have the energy you know, to put into, yeah, yeah, fighting for my airspace, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Do you ever regret being on cool? No, I was never on cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was never on cool. That's another, you know, that's funny too, is that um, it's the housewives grinder. So, and I always get hold of, caught holding the bag with Luann. I say that all the time. So Ramona and Luann both had strangers at the house for that Turks and Caicos. They had just gone out and met them at a club. They didn't even know their names. They brought them back. When Ramona was finished, she said, go, go, there's a bed, go find yourself a bed, which was irresponsible. And she admitted it to me. And so I was mad at her because I woke up to a stranger in my room. Okay. And Luann had nothing to do with it. I was going into Luann's room for support. Like Luann, can you believe Ramona did that? And because of her guilt that her guy or whatever had just, you know, escaped out the back door, she, her guilt is what did that. Like she, like I'm coming, I wasn't trying to out her for that. And by the way, you know, that would be, it's all Luann. Luann's the one that brings the pirate home. Luann's the one that brings the guy home. And then I get brought into it and I'm left holding her back. So I felt like that could have been an honest conversation on the show. And I would have had that honest conversation. Did you know? Did you know in that moment that that was going to be such a huge thing this many years later that everyone knows that as a catchphrase now from... Well, she wrote a song about it. So that's, <laughs> you know, again, a double standard, right? Luann yeah. didn't call, right. you know, say to me, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, and by the way, after the show, because all of that happened and then we weren't really friends, you know, she didn't 
rarely return calls or I'd be out in the Hamptons and we would never get together where I would with, you know, the other women. Um, when that happened, I ran into her at a sushi place in the city and she was like, I hadn't seen her. And I said to her, we were outside, she was having a cigarette and I walked out to, to chat with her. And I said, well, you, did you really think that I was trying to out you with some guy? And she goes, of course not, of course not. Yeah. You know, so she used the platform on my back Yep. And, and by the way, I'm totally fine with it. I never wrote like a, you know, cease and desist over the cabaret, like don't use my name. It's part of the show. I know in my heart what really happened. Yeah. And so that's all I have to worry about. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. But if you want more Housewives news, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered.